Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back. It's the Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast here on a Wednesday, talking to you guys about the latest on everything that's going down in the association. Always here with TJ and Adam. What's up, fellas? Great to be back. What the dilly? What the dilly? Man, I'll tell you what the dilly is. Trey Young absolutely owns the New York Knicks. I, I know this has been like a pretty disappointing season for Atlanta. They're the 10th seed, so they're probably going to have to be in the playing game. But Trey Young in Madison Square Garden is now must see TV whenever it happens. Did you guys watch any of that last night? I didn't watch the game. I, I watched the highlights. Trey Young, I love how he's the the heir apparent to Reggie Miller now. It's yeah. very obvious he's the new guy. Reggie tormented the Knicks for years, and now they have a new guy that's the villain, and it is fantastic. Spike Lee was squirming in his seat last night, and it's it's just fun to watch now with Trey. I love Trey Young. I think it's great. He had 45. Uh, D. Wade predicted the 45 spot because they were talking about, uh, and we even mentioned it on the show last week, how there's been so many 50-point games in the league this year, so many just in the month of March alone, and they were talking about on the pregame show, you know, is is Trey Young going to be the next? Is he going to do it again in Madison Square Garden? And D. Wade was like, you know what, I'm kind of feeling a 45 piece, and he went out and did it. It was incredible. Uh, do you feel that way, TJ? This guy, Trey Young's kind of taken over that Reggie Miller mantle, kind of the most hated player in the league for yeah, certain teams. I mean, Trey Young in New York, they just don't like the kid. And, you know, one of the funnier things, you guys wouldn't have known this, last year uh, Monday Night Raw was in Madison Square Garden. I can't remember who the wrestler was now off the top of my head, but he bought Trey Young out to the ring with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. And I he was where, you know, and it was just like people just booed him, and it was great, and he just ate it up. And, yeah, Trey Young, man, he – um. I wonder if he could be the king of New York if he actually got traded there. That would be interesting to see because, I mean, people there obviously have a high level of knowledge who Trey Young is. So, But, man, he just he eats those guys up, and the crowd gets on him, and he just never lets it affect him. And it's actually kind of funny. It's one of those things when, like, a team goes back or a, a player that's hated goes back to that city like Kyrie in Boston. They just boo every mm. time he touches the ball or whatever. They were doing it last night for Trey Young. And he loves it. Oh, he, he was talking trash bag. I don't know if you guys saw the video. He eats uh, it up. There, there's somebody courtside, and Trey went up to them, and he and he held an L like this, and he goes, hold this L. <laughs> and it was just like, this dude is the man right now. This is, it was so awesome how it, he was talking back to them. And that's, TJ, that's so funny that you kind of bring that up. Like, what if Trey Young played for the Knicks? They would love this guy, right? Oh, obviously. Of course. Yeah. They would love him so much because he plays off the energy. He kind of likes being the villain, and like, it's just really fun to watch. Like I said, the Hawks have just been kind of really disappointing after their run last year uh, in the playoffs, beating the Knicks, beating the Sixers, going to the East Finals, and they just, you know, one reason or another just haven't got it together this year. But uh, I just wanted to start talking about that because Trey Young, you know, when he has it all going, he's a really fun player to watch. Yeah, and, you know, he's a player that, the type of player the Knicks have just been missing. They just have not gotten their guy. They missed out on Steph Curry by one pick, I think, when he was drafted in 2009. And, you know, they missed out on Zion. So they've been craving that one dominant player that can take over a game. And, you know, R.J. Barrett's a nice player, but I don't think he'll ever reach the level of somebody like Trey. But but he is Ooh. he is a good Whoa, player, though. You better, like you better not let Ben Lyons hear you say that. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Right. Sorry to break your heart. But First of all, R.J. Barrett is nice, bro. R.J. Nice. Barrett is nice. Ben Lyons already has, you know, Hall of Fame 
reservations yeah. for, in about 15, 20 years for R.J. Bear. I remember I told Ben that I saw R.J. Barrett at the Grove, and he was just like, oh, yeah. he was floored. He was, he was like, oh, my God, you got to tell me everything about what happened. <laughs> what type of socks was he wearing? What shorts was he wearing? Did he look good? Uh, but, no, I like R.J. Barrett a lot. Yeah. Um, but he's not Trey Young. No, he's definitely he's definitely not Trey Young. Who is though? The very special player. Maybe they can get a win uh, in the play-in, work their way into the playoffs. Who knows? But you did mention someone just now, and I want to get to it because it was only a three-second clip yesterday that went totally viral in the NBA world. Zion Williamson just posted a really quick story. He hasn't been active on Instagram in forever. And was just like, TJ, it was so fast. It was just like, ooh, Zion posted an Instagram story. Let me watch this. Alley-oop, between his legs, windmill dunk. And then it was done. Yeah, I don't understand why that got people so hyped. I really? Mean, what, really? I've, I been think watch, you I've been watching this guy do this since he was 16 years old. Like, I know. Did people but... think, like, all of a sudden he wasn't going to be able to? I, like, it was <sighs> dope, and it looked great, but everyone's, like, losing their mind. And I'm like, yeah, that's that would be like if Steph Curry stepped on the court and shot a 30-footer and hit it after a year off. Like, yeah, that's what he does. That's oh. Zion, man. Like, I think what it is, because we haven't seen him all year, and we're, we're geeking for Zion, and then that got everybody hyped. But, like, in terms of him just throwing it down in vicious, by the way, a vicious fashion. Vicious. I was just like, yo, this is dope. But, like, yeah, that that's what he does. That's Zion. I was losing. I mean, Adam, are you are you in TJ's camp or are you in my camp? I'm because on... I was kind of losing it yesterday. I saw this and I was like, maybe you're right, though, TJ. Maybe it's just we have Zion withdrawal. We definitely have Zion like, withdrawal. Man. As you said. I missed that dude. My, fa- my fantasy hoops team missed him. Okay. <laughs> we miss him. I miss seeing him out there. He is a walking bucket. He's, He's fun. He's a walking YouTube highlight. He's a walking house of highlights clip on Instagram. Like, I'd never been more hyped for this guy coming into the league, and then his 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 NBA career has been kind of a bummer. You know, he's he's like water, you know, wading into to Greg Oden waters. You know what I mean? And I don't Bro, want, how can, what? I don't want that. What do you mean? How can you say he's anywhere? He's Greg Oden waiting. never had even close to the year that Zion had. Like I know, but I'm just talking about number one pick hype, like fun guy. We all like him. We all want to like him. And then, you know, it's just been kind of a bummer so far. And so, you know, you see that video yesterday. It is a vicious dunk. Like, that would have won the dunk contest this year. Absolutely. Like, type of dunk. Am I overhyping this? No, I think I think seeing Zion yesterday is like seeing the Loch Ness Monster. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like we've, been, we've heard about this, you know, this guy. You know, we've seen him in the past. We think he's real. And then we finally, we've been missing him all year, and we finally see him. So it's a joy for basketball fans to see that because – we kept hearing all throughout the year about the setbacks in his injury. You know, he was supposed to come back, I think they said originally earlier in the year, and that didn't happen. And so we're wondering, okay, like maybe this is supposed just to not miss like happen. a month or a month or two, maybe at most. Yeah, and they, they kept talking about how his foot is not recovered. So all of a sudden, for us to see this clip seemingly out of nowhere uh, yesterday was like a jolt for, for me. It was like, oh my God, like this is, this is cool. Like, and I, who knows if he's going to come back this year, but just to see the clip and seeing that he's making progress in terms of the injury is fantastic. And then today they showed that he's at practice doing one-on-ones. So, this no, I, I think this is exciting. And in terms of the Greg Oden comparison, 
Uh, I maybe that was that. maybe he, that was a little he, bit yeah, much. Maybe yeah. I took it too. Yeah. Much. I mean, Greg, uh, Greg Oden, I think more... averaged eleven points a yeah. game. I know. In his I took it too far. Zion averaged twenty six. Zion year. has I, a career I, averages of twenty seven or twenty six and seven boards. Yeah. So. All right. All right. All right. I got a little. And like got you, he got and emotional. Like, it's okay. And like, <laughs> and like you said, Brockman, like. Like the amount of highlights that he has, we have missed out on so many Zion so highlights. So many Zion like highlights. So many, so many YouTube clips. So many random Instagram posts where you're scrolling, and all of a sudden, here's a Zion windmill or Zion this, Zion, Zion that. We've missed that this year. So it was fun for that to be back in the fold yesterday. But in terms of coming back, I mean, they have a, what eleven, maybe twelve games. There, I don't. There is no way on earth if I'm in charge of the Pelicans, I'm putting Zion Williamson back on that court this year. Just there's no need for. Yeah, it. I agree. Like he, I, the I season's know, over. Know, but he's already missed the whole year. Like I, and maybe it's just me being overprotective. But kind of going back to what I told you guys last week about like, and when I was in that YMC league, YMCA league game, and we decided to run when we didn't have to. We won our we won our um league game, and our best shooter turns his ankle. Like, so I think ever since then I've, I'm just a little wary. And could you imagine playing Zion in the last ten meaningless games, and then something happens like? I don't know. Man. What if you put, hold on, let me just throw this out there. And then I want to get back. And to I only say that, let me preface this. I'm saying this because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I haven't really checked. Well, hold on. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm about, I'm about to get to that. So that's, that's what I kind of want to bring up. And then I want to get back to the clip because he also wasn't wearing a shirt. So I want to talk about Zion shirtless <laughs> for a second. Uh, the 9-10 matchup in the play-in right now is Lakers-Pelicans. Yeah. So you're telling me we can't have Zion maybe play like the last week of the year, shake a little bit of rust off, and then suddenly it's Zion versus LeBron in the play-in? That is amazing. Wow, that would be very that fun. That is tremendous. That if you're fun. Adam Silver, you call the Pelicans and be like, so I was on Instagram and uh, you know <laughs> Zion looks pretty good. Any chance he can play against the Lakers? No, that's so tough, man. Like, I, because here's the thing: when I made that statement, I thought the Spurs were ahead of the Pelicans, and yeah, now I see that the Pelicans are, too up. are ahead of the Spurs, yeah. and now it makes me a little bit rethink <laughs> what I just said. New the ratings, the ratings, new information. Information. the ratings for that game will be crazy. Oh my God, yeah. crazy! Yeah, look, I guess look if he's healthy enough. But, oh, man, that's tough, bro. It's a lot of rest. Look, I get it. He hasn't played the whole year. So you're literally asking Zion to not play 77 games, maybe play the last five games of the year, and then try to play in a play-in. I, I don't know. But the rating for that game would be through the roof. And I genuinely think that if he did play, that They're gonna they, beat the can, they will beat the Lakers, yeah, <laughs> which would be the greatest thing ever. Brandon Ingram drops like 35. Zion has like 22 and 12. And just like one like crazy highlight dunk, like mm -hmm. one just sick alley oop. Yeah, oh, man, I, yeah. it would be amazing. I guess. Look, if the bones healed, and and now I'm like rethinking. If the bones healed, and it's not my call. I I, I don't know, man. I, I just this, this is a wild comparison, I, but it can be like Jordan '86 when he was out the whole year, and then he came back in the playoffs against Boston and tore it up. Yeah, but also <laughs> it, it could also be like the Suns in the bubble. Okay, remember. The Suns in the bubble went 8-0. They were dominant in the bubble. They didn't make the playoffs. But that set the tone for the Phoenix Suns that have 58 wins today. So who knows? Maybe Zion comes back. The Pels go on the run. But I think the whole other thing is, too, he don't want to be there, man. He don't want to stay in New Orleans. So I, I, I don't it's not like he can. I don't, I'm, guys, I don't know. I'm confused. Don't ask me this question. I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like that Zion wants to be there. But look, I'm just saying it was a three-second clip yesterday. 
and just look how much speculation that has just yeah. run wild in, in on NBA oh, Twitter and NBA chat in the last 24 hours. Chris, talk about the conspiracy theory that you told okay. me about the floor. And then here's the other thing. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if you noticed this too, TJ. I've probably watched this clip 100 times, okay? Which, you know, 100, it's only 300 seconds. It's only like five minutes out of my day. However, there is a conspiracy theory that I saw going around that the court was one of those, like, spongy, springy, slam ball courts, and that's why Zion was able to get up so high. Have you heard about this? No. And I, Watch I, the video just right now. I just want you to look at it because here, you know what, right I, now. You know what my first blush was when I did watch it? I'll be completely honest with you. I was like, is that a 10-foot rim? That was my... <laughs> See, exactly. Like, I, if you, if you, because it's so, it got up so, so easy. Yeah. And it was so effortless. And, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I did the third. I watched it once. I went, ooh. The second time I went, okay. And the third time I went, is that 10 feet? Is that... Is that really 10 feet? I mean, he literally just he throws it off the backboard and then goes between his legs and does a windmill. Wins the dunk contest by far. But if you look at his, I want you to watch it right now because I want to see you watch it with what I'm saying to you about this conspiracy theory, okay? And if and if everyone at home just take three minutes, just take three seconds and watch it. All right, let's see look here. at his feet, okay? Look at his feet. Now, maybe it's just the lighting. I know, Adam, you brought up the lighting in the gym. Maybe. The lighting was bad in the gym. It was very dark. Maybe it's the lighting. But if you look at his feet, it looks like, you know those L.A. Gear, Karl Malone catapult shoes from, like, back in the day? Okay? It looks like his feet kind of go into the, into the floor a little bit, and then he, like, springs up. I'm just saying. I, I, did you see it, or am I crazy, Adam? I, 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 saw it. I saw it. I think what you're looking at is 290 pounds of humanity <laughs> planning on a wood floor. Breaking yeah, floor. it buckled a little bit. Dude's three bills, small change. Like he's 290, 300. Are you I, looking I, at it right now? I'm are looking you, at it right are now. Are you seeing the sp- how I it's see, like springy? I, I a see what bit? you. I, I that could be the wood. That could be the lighting. You see how the lights are on the floor? Kind of like the lights are giving you some weird effect on, on the dunk. Um, I, I don't. Wait a minute. Here's something. I'm going to turn this volume up. I want to hear something. No, because when the ball hits, you can hear the ball hit the wood when it when he does. And, it, and it's a clean bounce. It's, it's not that like Celtics parquet floor <laughs> dead bounce. Well, there's a there's, it's got audio underneath the clip, but I yeah no come on. So maybe it's just New Orleans horrible court that takes him away from Zion. They need to file an insurance claim for that court. Because he might just fall through the court. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of weight on that wood. (laughs) And by the way, like, uh, you know, we talked about, I think, in one of the first couple episodes that that uh, Mountain Dew commercial with Zion and, and Zach Levine where he and, literally looked like 350 pounds. And I think pounds. maybe that's the other thing because we haven't seen Zion really sitting courtside, right? You, yeah, I, don't, go to the I can't remember yeah. any time he's yeah. been at the games recently. I know they said he, was, he left Portland and went back to N.O., but our only visual of him is that commercial where right. he looks like it he's no- about to challenge Tyron Smith coming off the edge. <laughs> exactly. Like, So, yeah, you know. It is what it is. I, I'm excited for him to come back. I just here's the deal. The he looks, I think he looks great. The I think I'm he looks amazing. I like, want him as healthy him as possible. There. I want that foot. I want them to put titanium. I want him to put adamantium. I want them to put vibranium. I want to put everything <laughs> strong in his feet so it can support that weight. Because I don't need this man getting hurt. Because I love basketball and I love I love exciting basketball and Zion brings excitement and that's what I want to so, see. In closing, before we move on. If we're running the Pelicans, which I think we should, 
Zion's out there. I, we need He's him playing. out there immediately. We need him in the playing game against the Lakers because they will beat the Lakers, and they might even beat the Clippers, and, and they're going to be the eighth seed. I 100% agree. Get him against the Lakers. Destroy Russell Westbrook. Destroy LeBron James. Destroy all the annoying Laker fans here. Zion come in to straight up dominate. Make you love New Orleans again. You're going to stay in New Orleans after this. You're going to realize you have a good franchise of Brandon Ingram as your co-partner, your co-player. And you're going to take it to the next level. Zion... You're in, baby. It would okay, be, it would let's be, just be very honest. What you all said, what you said was nice. Zion by 2026 will be playing in Madison Square Garden. Just, just, that's just my prediction. Oh, why do you have to do New Orleans like that, TJ? I, I'm not doing it. It's everything that he's shown us and know, everything that we've heard. Just don't go to the Lakers. That's yeah, all. Right. Just, all right. But speaking of the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Lakers, TJ, I know you wanted to bring this up. Uh, LeBron James moved into second place on the all-time all-time scoring on the all-time scoring list, passing Carl Malone. He is going to pass Kareem next year, at some point, you know, barring injury, of course. Um, should we be making a bigger deal of this because it, uh, you know, for an all-time mark like this, uh, it kind of seems like we're not really talking about it a lot. And is it because just the Lakers' season has been? Such a dumpster fire. Is it because it's LeBron James? Well, I think what is the reason why we're not talking? People more about really this? don't. They don't celebrate you. You know, you, you having the second most home runs, or people don't celebrate you having the second most wins. And ba- you know, it's like once you cross that threshold and you now are number one in something. I think yeah, that that's when it'll be made to be a bigger deal than what it is. Um, it's a huge deal. I mean, the guy scored more points than all but one person in the history of basketball. And LeBron, whether you're a LeBron fan or not, and I know LeBron lives rent-free in your head, Brockman. That guy can't do anything without me getting uh, uh, a, a tweet at so, what, weird hours of the night going, what's up with LeBron? Why, what does this even mean? But the fact of the matter is LeBron has been consistently great at a level that we've never seen. Like, even Kareem. Kareem, 20 years in the league. But by around the age 35, 36, that was not the same Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm that lived in previous years, right? LeBron is still, he's leading the league in scoring right now, guys, right? Like, LeBron is different, man. And, you know, again, as I've said on this podcast, I let my dislike of the Lakers take away from my enjoyment of Kobe. I swear I would never do that again. So even though I don't like the Lakers, I'm I'm amazed at what this man is going out there and doing every night. It's it's incredible and it's never been done at this level before. yeah like you said so kareem has kareem played till he was 41 uh his last three years were 17 and a half per game uh 15 per game and then 10 per game yeah. could you year. imagine what would happen if lebron james averaged 17 a game you talk bad about the man now <laughs> he averages 30 chris adam 30 a game yeah and that's and that's it's actually what i was imagine about to if say right he now. averaged 17 a game oh he gets people trash lebron and he's scoring 30 could you imagine if lebron had 17 points yeah, and, a game and like, i was just gonna say that his level of consistency is it's second to none really when you think about it and and i i wonder if it's also too i, I think i saw i don't know if it was a tweet or an instagram post about it adam it was lebron doesn't really score pretty you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's not graceful. It's it, it, graceful. I think that's maybe a better word. And so maybe is is that why we kind of have a problem, or we're not really celebrating this accomplishment moving into second all time? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think one of the things is that 
we we're so used to LeBron being great. I think we take it for granted. I think that's part of it is that we're so used to the sustained excellence. And another, like we said, like in terms of just being a pure scorer, you don't really think of LeBron like that. Like, that's why this is even more incredible. It's weird. Yeah. You think of like Kevin Durant or Kobe or Michael Jordan. Those are like pure scorers or even right. Harden. But for some reason, LeBron, he doesn't, he hasn't looked at that. And I guess a part of it is just how, he, like I said, he's not very graceful and he's not very smooth, but but he gets the job done, and he's he's incredibly he's fast. Not smooth. I don't think he's like his his movements are herky jerky. He gets yeah. the job done, yeah. and he's an amazing player. But just in terms of like you know the smooth like like Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan type play, he doesn't really play like that. I think it's body type too. I yeah, mean, he's yeah. also six nine, yeah. two sixty of muscle. Like, right. he, like, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, not not being smooth. Someone that big, I don't think people think can be smooth but or he's silky. big but he doesn't play big right like he's not like down there getting he always, points he always by, has the ball biting people on the low blocks and you're right. going like Shaq you go if you didn't like Shaq your argument was oh he's just bigger than everybody right, right. which he was but that's not how LeBron's get he's not beating you up no, down LeBron, low he's he's doing it from all points on the court well, he's really developed that that fadeaway jump shot mm-hmm. where it doesn't look as pretty as Jordan's but it's still very effective and He's still a locomotive when he goes down the lane. He still cannot be stopped on a fast break. So he has those two advantages. His athleticism is still off the charts. It's probably not at its peak the way it was in like 2011, 2012, but it's still upper echelon NBA. And it's going to be interesting to see how long he can keep this up. Like, do you guys think this could happen another five years till his early 40s? He's still playing. We've never seen anything like it. In the last couple of years, though, which we've never seen before. The injuries are starting to kind of mount a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. he had the he had the groin injury where you had to miss a lot of time, and then he had the back, and then now it's kind of the knee soreness that's kind of forcing him to sit out. And I, I think that does have a lot to do, TJ, with how much muscle he does carry, and he carries it well. He, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you see LeBron without his shirt off, he's shredded, but he's also two sixty five, two seventy because he is six foot nine. And he he wears it really well. Like, I mean, he's listed at two fifty. So I he, I definitely don't feel he's two seventy. Like, I don't just, feel like he's two fifty. I think he's closer to two seventy than two fifty. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's not like Karl Malone. Karl Malone always looked big and looked thick. LeBron doesn't look thick, but we know how big he is and how strong. Like you said, he is a locomotive. Like yeah. I know you wanted to talk about the Kevin Love the the dunk the other night. Like a guy that big and that strong. And at his age, shouldn't be able to throw one down like that. His head was even with the rim. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like LeBron said after the game, and it was just like, you know, him and Kevin Love are really great friends, obviously. And and LeBron said that as he caught the ball and he drove to the lane, he saw Kevin was there, and he was like, please, Kevin, move. And, then, <laughs> and I believe what he said was, I can't believe Kevin stood there because he knows, like, once this go-go gadget calf muscle gets going, and it did, and, you know, some people say he may have kicked him. He may, let me tell you something. Unless he fully on planted his foot on Kevin Love's thigh or chest to get extra inches, that's the only way contact would have helped him get any higher. Like, I feel, though, that that dunk, it was a poster dunk, but he didn't really dunk on Kevin Love because right. Kevin gave up. That dunk was the equivalent of Strahan and Brett Favre that, on, on the record-breaking <laughs> yeah, sack. It right. was just like, I'm going to give this up yeah. right now. And then, you know, Kevin fell and everything. So it wasn't like LeBron, LeBron bodied Kevin Love on that one, you know, but the height that he got on that oh, dunk, was, it was an incredible dunk. 
for sure. It was incredible. It was just like, you know, these young guys in the dunk contest. It was, it's remarkable. I know all the LeBron stands are like, can you believe he's doing this in your 19? But it's, it's his 19th year in the league. He's got, he's got more miles than anyone in NBA history yeah. on his body. And I, I was, I was kind of blown away. It was one of those things where, it's, I mean, I, was, I like to have fun at LeBron's expense because he makes it easy. But it was just like, wow, that was some kind of dunk, man. Yeah, that was incredible. But it wasn't like, remember three years ago when he dunked on Nurchik? Yeah. Yeah, that was incredible. Now, that was like, that was like, hey, you guys want to see a dead body? Type yeah, 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 sure. But this one was just like 38 just, years old. It was you, just cool. You, you, your did. head is up near the rim and it's, and your arm is above the glass. And it was just yeah, like, come it was just on. just cool. I noticed he did, I think, use Kevin Love as a launching pad a little. If you I watch the replay, so. like, he so. kind of gets Guys, come on. No. no, watch the replay. He gets he a little bit of 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 a little bit help you lift up in the air like you have to like have a firm foot on somebody to elevate yeah, yourself i thought he did get a foot on I, too, but uh, he did get a foot I think. adam i want to talk a little bit more about you said like how many more years can he do this it's so it's so interesting because it's it's like tom brady where never in the history of sports have we seen athletes sustain excellence it's such a high level. It's such an old age. And it's just, he spends, they say he spends over a million dollars a year on his body. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, of discipline, he's, they say he's the most disciplined athlete there is. So, you know, he's going to try to milk his career for everything that, that it's worth. And assuming Bronny makes the league, which will be in a couple years, he'll definitely play with him. So he'll be definitely at least 40. I'm not putting anything past him. For another five years, I could see, I honestly could see him sustaining at least like 24, 25 points a game and being one of the top 15 players in the league. I could see that happening for the next five years. I really can, barring a catastrophic injury like an ACL or, or an Achilles. If he can stay pretty healthy, the way he takes care of himself, I can see this going to a place where nobody ever thought this could go, where he's 40, 41, still averaging 25 points a game and being dominant. Man, TJ, that would just be so crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, look, we all give Tom Brady, you know, all the credit for what he's doing at his age. but He's seven like, years older than yeah, LeBron. But, like, what LeBron said is Tom Brady doesn't have to play both sides of the ball mm-hmm. either. Like, what That's LeBron's true. doing, I feel, is even more incredible at 38 just because we rarely, I mean, 37, 37. How many people have we seen play at this level at that age in the NBA? It's, no, but, and obviously we've never seen anybody at Brady's age either. Not like, not lead the league in scoring like LeBron. Yeah. So, I mean, not, and that, that's definitely not to discount anything Tom Brady's doing. I, but right. First of all, LeBron and Tom Brady are both, they're the anomalies. They are the exception. Yeah, they're the exception to every rule that you can think of. Yeah. And they're both freaks of nature. They're both, I, look, they might not even be human. You know what I mean? What, when it comes out to Tom Brady and both uh, and LeBron, both came from the Men in Black planet. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, cool. That that tracks. That tracks. All right, real quick, let's uh, let's end on this, guys. Uh, let's talk winning time. Uh, I, 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 I can't get enough of it. It's so good. It's, Adam, I don't know about you, right? So I don't know what you do, but me and Chris talked about this the other day. Like, Chris and I have watched each episode like minimum twice. If not three if not times, really. three times yeah. a week. I watch it back all to week. Back. Yeah. I watch it all week. It's I, on all the time, and I'll just 
I'll cruise in and out. And if, if I catch it, I'll watch the rest of it wherever I'm at. It's so good. Like, Adam, on Sunday, I watched it, right? And then I was going to the, going to the kitchen to grab something. So I hit, I hit rewind on the TV. I grabbed it out the kitchen. I got back. Wherever it stopped, I just hit play. I watched the last 25 minutes of it over again. And then, like, two hours later, I watched the full episode through again. So two and a half times I watched this. I actually wow. I actually think, so this is the third episode, I actually think this was my favorite one so far. I agree. It was my favorite also. Yeah, okay, go ahead, because what did you, I'll, I'll tell you what I like later, but what did you like about it? Because I, I loved it. Well, first of all, I mean, you have the introduction of Pat Riley. Absolutely. Like, floppy hair mustache Pat Riley. Adrian Brody. Pat Riley. Hippie Pat Riley. Yeah. It looked awesome. Confused Pat Riley, not knowing yes. what's going to happen next. And in context, it's interesting to look back because we know what, what's going to happen in yeah. his career. But at that time, he was so uncertain about his life and what he was going to, to do. And I he mean, was so unkempt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see the Armani suit or the slick back hair. That came with the evolution of Pat Riley in the 80s. There yeah. you just saw kind of a guy who's in his garage with his wife, you know, uh, giving him encouragement to, to keep going another day. And so it was interesting to see, first of all, with um, him essentially begging Chick Hearn for that for that tryout for the yeah. for the uh, color commentator guy. And so, if, you know, and then Chick, obviously, I can't really say the word, but he was saying yeah. he has a voice that wouldn't really work for yeah. for television. I don't know if we could say this on we that podcast. Say, no, we're but, not saying no, that. No, so I would just say not, it. But yeah. you'll see, you'll understand if you watch episode three. So, you know, it's... It's interesting to see the backstory of Pat Riley. And then, of course, uh, the whole Jerry Tarkanian that situation just is just... blew me away. It's, I was so amazed by Jerry Tarkanian. And what happens a lot of times is if I watch a, a movie or a TV show and there's an actor that I know playing the role, depending on how good they are, I get in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh, that's Adam Chudwin, though. That's Adam Chudwin, though. I didn't know who played Tark the entire episode until it was over. And then I realized it was a guy, Rory Cochran, who's played one of my favorite characters of all time in one of my favorite movies. He was Slater in uh, Dazed and Confused. If you've ever seen Dazed and Confused, he was a long hair. They were all like hippie-ish, but like Wait, the long haired stoner. And that was Rory Cochran. No way. Yes, and he was Tarkanian. Breaking news to Adam. Yeah, breaking news. Oh, my God. And, and I thought, and I'm glad I didn't know that before I watched it, because I would have just kept thinking this is Slater. Mm -hmm. He did such an incredible job with the mannerisms, the way he talked. Like, it just, it, it was, he was, Tark was great. He was great as Jerry Tarkanian. It was amazing. He was great. And I think, like, two things. So the, the Tark stuff we'll get to in a second, but going back to Pat Rowley for a second, like, like you said, knowing we know the result, okay? And then going back and kind of seeing the origin and the confusion, I thought that was, it was just so cool, and Adrian Brody was so good at playing it, and uh, Gillian Jacobs, who's been on the big show, uh, our show, we've known her for a long time, she's playing Pat's wife, who's like a therapist, like he walks in, kind of interrupting yeah. a session, and she's like, get the F out of here, like what are you doing? Yeah, no, like, when that happened, right, did you guys immediately think that they had been divorced right, and he yes. had no business yeah. being in the house? Yes. Or they were on the rocks yeah, in their marriage? Were, and that wasn't yes. the case whatsoever. Not I think that's she, still married to his, his wife to this yeah. day, same woman. I think it was just a case of a wife like telling yes. her husband, okay, you need to get out of the house, like go find like, something to figure do. Figure out something to do, yeah. like I'm trying to do my life too. And then the whole like, you know, auditioning the audition tapes to try to be him in the garage, just kind of like doing the voiceovers and the hacky, like really bad one liners <laughs> yeah. and stuff was just so great. And then him destroying his garage. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh, it was awesome. And just knowing what we know in the real life timeline. So, like, Pat Riley actually 
was was doing the color with Chick Hearn in 1977. So we know this show takes place in 79. And, you know, obviously for, for drama and for the television purposes, they kind of have to condense timelines. So it's just kind of funny to, like, how they're kind of accelerating Pat of, like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do the, before the 79 season. Maybe I'll do a little color. We know that he eventually becomes an assistant coach, and we know that he will eventually in a couple of years become the head coach. And it's just, like, I, I love the introduction of Pat. I like that he's there. The Tark stuff was so amazing to go back and kind of find out what was real and what isn't, like, his guy Vic really did get murdered in real life. Yeah, I remember that like, story. And then yeah. the shocking ending to that episode where he's in the trunk with Jerry Buss's business card. In real life, it wasn't a business card, but it was a stack of cash yeah. from a meeting allegedly with Jerry Buss because that was the last time he was ever seen alive was with Jerry Buss and Jack Ken Cook, who is still kind of doing helping out with the team aspect. You know, back then in real life. Can you imagine that type of scandal if that no, happens today? Absolutely it would not. be madness. All over Twitter, trending. Jerry Buss would be investigated. Yeah. Tarkanian would be investigated. It would be a whole thing. But back then, I guess. I mean, business was business late with the mob. 70s, early 80s, yeah. Las Vegas mob. Like, not to be trifled you with, man. Yeah, you didn't want those problems. You didn't man. want to be on the wrong side of that. So uh, you said you had known that before, but that I, was yeah, a shock I'd read that to story me. years ago. Yeah. yeah, I did not know that. And. I had to. I was reading one of the recaps stories, and they pointed to like, yeah, how that whole thing is in Jeff Perlman's yeah. book, and it, it was just like, you know, quite figuratively, you know, literally blew me away. It was just yeah. like, wow. And also, you know, we got to see um, the emergence of a man who was Irvin Johnson. <laughs> we got to see him transition into Magic Johnson as he. His magic Johnson. kind of got his first taste of the L.A. nightlife, if you will. Oh, yeah. And when I say first taste of the L.A. nightlife, I mean he got his first taste of the L.A. nightlife. Wait, literally, yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it was just like I, I can understand why magic. I was sitting there watching that scene, right, when he's calling his family. They're all getting ready to go to church and he's having the flashback of what happened the night before. I can one million percent see why Magic Johnson's like, I can't watch this. I can't watch Winning Time. He is like, it would be so hard for him to sit back and, and watch this like maybe with his family now or like whatever brothers and sisters. Like, I, I can understand why he's like, I don't want to, you know, he can't. Also, it was also clear in that scene that he hadn't been to bed yet, right? Like he maybe had just gotten home. He just at, gotten home at like from six, yeah. seven in the morning. All, all night, or the classic yeah. one where you see the sun come up. You know, yeah. and, it, and it was the night that started. They go to the movie premiere of the Fish to Save Pittsburgh, and yeah. you know, and it was. If I don't know if you knew, that was Norm Nixon, of course, who's in the movie, who we've been introduced to. There was also Jamal Wilkes, Jamal Wilkes yeah. and uh, Michael Cooper were all with them at, at that. And they see Bill Cosby yeah. like mm -hmm. going in there. And, and the photographer's like, which one of you guys are Rams? And Cooper's like, we're the Lakers. <laughs> and nobody cared. And nobody cared. And nobody man. cared back nobody then. Cared. Nobody cared and, about the know, Lakers. And fast forward a year later and they're the biggest, biggest stars in town. Like. Yep. It was funny how, he, how Magic was like low-key kind of jealous of Cosby. Like, yeah. did you see that? He's like, man, everybody's talking to him. Like, I want to be like that. And it's like, yeah, well, Cosby was the king of the 80s, but in 40 years, you do not want to be that yeah. guy. But also, I didn't take it as jealous. I, I took so. it, it, he was like, look, it's fat out. He was in awe. He was in awe. Because you gotta understand, Bill Cosby back in those days was yeah. like, there was nobody, like, he was mm -hmm. the man in, like, Fat Albert, like when he said it, he was like a little kid. He's like, look, it's Fat Albert. Like, so I think he was more like an mm -hmm. awe, and then going, yeah, I, I want that, but I don't think he was jealous necessarily. I, I didn't, I didn't personally take. All right, it I want to end like the pot on this question mm -hmm. for you guys. This might be controversial. Well, that's what we can hope for. 
better scene. Okay. Magic on the phone with the flashbacks or the college visit from He Got Game? Oh, oh, without question, it's the college visit from He Got Game. I mean, that's just so iconic. Like, that that scene, like, I don't want to go into detail, but I have a lot. Like, I used to watch, oh, I used to watch that movie and just love, oh, my God, come on. Rick, Fo- you got Rick Fox in there who, who, who uh, trained, actually, Magic Johnson, uh, Quincy Isaiah for this role, actually. Uh, and come on, Jesus Shuttlesworth, like I know, but the, just just the actual scene with with Jesus in the bed with the two porn stars is literally like seven seconds. Yeah, I mean, this was you know what I mean. That was Jesus with two, and this is magic with five. And so. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 just as I was watching it, that's all I could think of. It was like, oh man, this is kind of like the, the these this generation's college visit. <laughs> Oh, I think we're going to see many more scenes of those. those <laughs> By the way, come. it started with magic, then it went to Jesus. You see, like Jesus, Jesus, magic had to walk so Jesus, Jesus could fly or <laughs> run. You know what I'm saying? What were the names like Mindy and Mandy? Or something? Yeah, <laughs> and then and Rick Fox is like, "Don't worry about the names." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go. Well, magic, magic had a good night that night. Is all I'm saying. Oh man, I and, can't. I can't uh, wait for the rest of this. Uh, wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> oh man. Girl who was fly, I'd call I'd her. Call it. All <laughs> right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for watching. Hope you're enjoying winning time. Hope you're enjoying the NBA action right now because it is absolutely on fire. Free Zion. Bring Zion back. Let's do this. Uh, we will see you guys next week. TJ, Adam, thank you, and peace out. Hey, everybody. Enjoy your week. Peace. Peace.